scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast. Your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. So I saw the little yeah, phone. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's. I'm not into Pokemon or Pokemon Go, but it's all the rage right now. So I think it's uh, quite fitting. It's appropriate for the time. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like doing mashups, even if it's mashed up with something I don't really know much about. Uh, it just seemed like a fun idea, so I went for it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I was watching Monsters University, and I think that is a supremely underrated Pixar film. I mean, if you like Pixar films. I love Pixar I films. I know you and do. you're weird yes, that you I don't am. love them. Speaking so. of weird. What's weird? This podcast. It is weird. Starts, awesome. Starts off with a bang. I'm excited about it. Well, anyway, I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. And we're here to talk about animation. All things animation. We're going to talk about cartoons, anime. Anime, Feature films, TV shows. Web shows. Ooh, web shows. Yes. Nice, nice. Anything we can possibly talk about. I like it. I like it. Now, Gavin, you have a little bit of a artist's interpretation on most things. Like, what do you... What do you normally do? Yeah, so my I'm an artist on the side, and uh, hopefully one day that'll be not my side gig, but my main gig. But anyway... Art is my thing, and that's one of the reasons I love animation. And you'll know, you guys will figure out as you listen along with us that that's usually my top criteria for anything animated is it has to have good art. And uh, so that's kind of the lens that I view everything in. And I'm just excited because animated films are my favorite kinds of films. And just to get a chance to sit down and talk with somebody about animated films once a week is exciting yes and all i pretty much do throughout the week is watch things like be it youtube videos mm-hmm. anime watch some cartoon i'm really into my star yeah versus yeah. forces of evil right yeah. now which i haven't started yet but yeah. i will starting to i may start getting back on that gravity falls kick Ooh. just because i saw some things from comic-con okay and it started to pull my heartstrings a little bit i was like oh i missed that show <laughs> that's a good show very much, very much so. So, what is your idea of where you want this show to go? Like, how would you like to see it kind of evolve, and, and what what do you want it to grow into? Well, so, uh, the main reason I wanted to do the show was I wanted a place where I can get with people I know, and we can talk about some of the things that I love and some mm-hmm. of the things that I know they love. I like it. Hopefully, a little bit further on down the road, I've kind of been in contact with a couple people maybe we can get some people from the industry 
on the show. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be great. Yeah. Maybe we can get some cartoons to appear. Maybe. If we could get some cartoons to appear, that would be I mean, fantastic. I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, we've got some voice actors that okay. I'm kind of keeping okay. a little bit in touch with. <laughs> nice. That hopefully we can get. And maybe we can get some uh, guests from other podcasts. Ooh. We have podcast friends, don't we? have we? podcast friends. That's good. That's some good. Disney and Star Wars and uh, that other one. Marvel? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> More of a DC guy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, and we will be doing, you know, different podcasts along those type of realms. Like we'll do like a Star Wars podcast and we can talk about some of the Star Wars oh, animation. There's lots of animated things for Star Wars, so um, I like that. Maybe we'll talk about some Marvel stuff. I'm not very familiar with the Marvel stuff. I know some like mm -hmm. Spectacular Spider-Man mm -hmm. a little mm -hmm. bit and that MTV Spider-Man that they did. Oh, like, man, around the time of Spider-Man 3. Oh, it was okay. really bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, we'll talk about some DC. Maybe, you know, there's the new Batman that's coming out, The Killing Joke. Yeah, that's a new series on TV, right? Well, that's the new movie. Oh. Yeah, they're oh, doing The, the Killing movie. Joke, uh, the uh, the graphic novel. Okay. And It's it going to be a very adult movie, right? Oh, it's rated R. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're going to shoot, spoilers, they're going to shoot Barbara <laughs> Gordon in the back. So. Oh, wow, okay. Well, speaking of spoilers, uh, we want to kind of keep it spoiler-friendly on this show, but I think the way that we talked about doing that is by letting you guys know with a post early on in the week what we're going to be talking about on the next episode so that you can have a chance to watch it. Because what we want to do is we really want to discuss in the nitty-gritty um, uh animated things that we watch so we basically kind of want to say hey guys this week's show that we're going to watch is you know movie x and so go out and rent or stream or if you own it watch movie x and then get ready for us to talk about it on our weekly episode exactly we're going to post those every wednesday so that way you guys have the whole entire weekend to mm -hmm. watch what we're watching and then the episode's going to come out and we're going to talk about it on monday perfect yeah that's, that's going to be great and we're also going to uh, weave in uh, another segment called Cartoon Cafe where forward to that. Yeah, we're going to go out to places like diners and cafes and coffee shops and just kind of have a real world uh, setting to it. But we're going to use those segments to review things that are currently out in theaters. So if we decide to go see uh, Moana when it comes out, well, not if we decide to. Yeah, we're we're going to see Moana when it comes out. Then we'll go to a coffee shop afterwards and get our instant reactions to it. So that'll be a segment within the show that you guys can look forward to. And I was thinking we could probably do that a little bit early because uh, what's that? Is it DreamWorks that's coming out? Um, the one with the boy and there's a monkey and then there's a beetle guy. I don't know what this is. Dang it. I'm not sure. I, I know can't that remember what it was Secret called. Secret Life of Pets just came out. Yeah. And I don't think either of us have seen that yet. No. Not interested? Not particularly. All right. All right. Well, maybe I when that comes I, out on DVD. I saw my animal movie one. of the year. And that was Zootopia. Oh, Zootopia. Yes. Oh, fantastic film. If you haven't seen Zootopia, go see it right now. And there are something we will be doing spoiler-heavy episodes. We'll try and keep, though, and let you know this is what we're going to be talking about. Right. And there's going to be lots of spoilers for those. Um, the movie that we did today... The movie came out in 2001. Yeah, so, it's a modern classic, but if you haven't seen it yet, you 
you shame on you. Uh, so we don't have a chance to really um, give you much warning, but to just say right now that we are going to spoil this movie if you haven't seen it yet. Gavin, what movie are we going to be spoiling? Uh, the Cowboy Bebop movie. It's a good place to start, I think. I thought so. I mean, let's start something somewhere where there's, especially anime fans, Cowboy Bebop is probably is considered probably one of the best anime out there. It's definitely one of the of most realms. popular. Yeah, yes, I agree with that. So the Cowboy Bebop movie is a good place to start because it's iconic. It kind of hits the a big chunk of all of the genres that we're intending to talk about on this show. It's a feature animated film. It brings in the anime aspect. It's got some of the most unique animation in an animated feature film when we're talking about action sequences. It's incredible. Um, Just the artistic value of it, I think, is really high. And that's obviously why I love it. I'm going to go, and Gavin's going to talk a lot about the art and music because he catches those things. (laughs) <laughs> I I don't really catch most of it. Like music-wise, if there's like a lull in the show or there's no dialogue, I'll probably catch the music. Mm-hmm. But normally, I'm not really gonna pay too much attention to it. This movie, we start. I mean, one of the first songs is that "What's Up" song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that song. You know, I think one of the things that sets Cowboy Bebop, both the series and the movie, apart is the music it has fantastic music in it from beginning to end and i think especially in the movie man that soundtrack is killer it is just great and i think it almost becomes a fifth character to the show because it's just it's got this palpable impact on the movie itself i love what they did with the music in the movie kind of wish they would have done a little bit more with well, I, I say that, but the movie is um, is almost two hours long. Yeah, it's a it's, long one. It's an hour and 19 minutes. Mm-hmm. So literally almost that two-hour uh, mark. 119 Sorry, minutes. Sorry, an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, an hour and 19 minutes, right? That, that, that works. Wait, well, no, it's is it an hour and 19 minutes. It's 119 119 minutes, minutes so it's so, one minute short of two hours. Exactly. We're so good at math. Which is bad because... <laughs> I work in taxes. <laughs> That's it's not good. They don't know. Um, yeah, I, I wish. I mean, this, this does take place between. I think it's episodes twenty three and twenty. Uh, sorry, twenty two and twenty three of the show. So it's right before everything kind of kicks off mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. My problem with the movie was it was too good. It it's very good, but. <laughs> I, I think it does have its limitations, but I think that you have to make choices because I think where it's limited is in – it's got a very simple plot. It's kind of your classic action sci-fi thing where they present a problem and then it's just fight your way through it. And we don't really always have a full sense of what's driving every character to do what they're doing. And it's really just more about the kinetic energy of it, carrying these characters through and them taking action when they happen upon something that requires it. And, you know, and on that level, I think it's a little bit – it's not a very deep movie. Let's just put it that way. But 
sacrificing that allowed them to pack in some incredible action sequences and just really i love all the scenes where it's just kind of setting mood and it's showing you know spike walking down a street and and the denizens of this city just doing their thing going about their lives i i really loved all of those scenes and i i like the fact that they took the time to show you those scenes and present those so that you got a real feel of the vibe of that city that they were in which is that defined as a certain city no i i think it was trying to be new york kind of looked like because there was there was almost a twin towers thing yeah they well and it, it is 2001 i like, know terrible it, august august terrible timing. august 11th 2001 oh my gosh. so they had a little bit of i mean which is why we didn't pretty much get it until august of 2012 uh, they delayed that and year. yeah okay yeah but yeah i think what i was trying to uh talk about was the characters mm -hmm. they didn't feel like the characters from the show i mean they it, it was like they had the same you know like mannerisms mm -hmm. and everything like that but this also came out three years after the show was already over mm -hmm. and it didn't feel like the characters that we had grown right. to love were right. represented correctly in my opinion in this movie i i would tend to agree with that i think that happens a lot when there's a a delay there's a gap in time between the first iteration and whatever you're creating now so i mean it would be hard to really maintain that same feel I mean, you know, look at Star Wars and the the two sets of trilogies. They were the the distance in time is so far uh, in when they were made that in many cases they don't really feel like the same. They belong in the same universe, universe. sometimes. You know, they they really do in a lot of ways, but sometimes visually and and just the the film quality itself, you know, they don't seem to match up. I think. Godfather 3 is another example of that, where it just does not feel like it belongs in that trilogy. And I think this, to a lesser extent, suffers from that, but I agree, it does. It, it doesn't quite have that same cowboy bebop edge or yeah. that kind of jazzy grittiness to it that the show did. But I think there is still a lot of that there. I mean, we all know those characters and... I don't feel like they had to continue to develop those characters very much because yeah, they, they were had pretty been much already in there. The show. So, but yeah, I see what you mean. It 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 does take a little bit of uh, stretch for us to remember. Okay, this is this happens within this the same story arc as the series. Yeah, it would have been better in my opinion. But I mean, again, this is before any of this, like any of the arc current anime really happened mm -hmm. but it would have been nice if they would have done it along the same lines as what they did with the uh evangelion remakes okay which you watched the original series i've seen the original series and that's it yeah well what they did was they did evangelion 1.11 where they basically retold the they're retelling the original story okay. in movie format so they're oh. compressing the episodes and getting rid of a lot of the filler. Mm -hmm. I feel that if they would have somehow have you know waited ten years and then done what Evangelion is doing, I think it would have been a way better movie for me. So basically, you would have told the entire Cowboy Bebop story in one film. 
Well, what they did, like with the Evangelion, I mean, it's really hard to do that in one film, mm-hmm. but you can spread that over multiple films. Oh, so like a trilogy or something, yeah. something like, like that? Yeah, like that's what uh, Evangelion did in 1.11 and 2.22. They took okay. basically the original series, except for the crazy inside Shinji's head stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> which doesn't really make too much sense, and combined that in the right. in 1 and 2. Okay, okay. So, I mean... I think if you would have been able to do that and then incorporate the movie in with those, mm-hmm. like in that type of I see. Yeah. format, I think it would have been a lot better. That could be cool. And, you know, they could still do that. Yeah, I don't they, they I don't think Watanabe is going to do that. Yeah, they could, though. I mean, it's it's been enough time that people might clamor for more Cowboy Bebop, and it wouldn't be different, so to speak, but it would be, you know, more. Well, I think he's... I think we've kind of moved on from Bebop just because the way the that series ended, mm-hmm. it wraps it all up. Yeah, I mean, you can true. you can continue it, and everybody it, it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, that's like true. Spike standing on that on the stairs and the bang, and he collapses at the end mm-hmm. of the series. It's perfect. Yeah, I agree. It's a good ending. So I mean, we can talk about the action. Okay, let's talk about the action next. What do you think about the action in that movie? Spike is Bruce Lee. He's pretty He's fantastic. totally Bruce Lee. Yeah, he does have a similar style to uh, Bruce Lee, and especially with his kicks, I think. He, yeah. He just – He yeah, also, I like, love... when, when he goes backwards, he moves his arms uh-huh, up. He uh-huh. does the flick of the nose a couple yeah, times. Yeah, that's true. It's – man, I think the choreography in those fight scenes is stupendous, especially when it's with Spike. I think the – energy and fluidity of his mo- movement and you feel the the impact of those kicks and those yeah. punches i think they animated that so effectively and i'm i'm hugely impressed when they can do that because so many animated things especially when characters come in contact you don't necessarily feel that contact point you don't feel like they're actually touching each other sometimes and you don't it just doesn't quite come off. It seems like maybe they're just overlapping as two separate drawings, but they're not actually making contact. And in this film, you feel the punches. Yes. You feel the kicks, and they're impressive and believable. And I think that's a that's got to be a tough feat to pull off, and they do it so well in this I'd movie. like to know how they did that. Like, did they use some sort of mocap, do you think, and basically maybe uploaded that into a computer? And done it like that, or did they physically draw all of that? Because they they physically drew like, all of that. That's crazy. Yeah, I I think they did. I don't know. I haven't really looked into the making of this movie too much, but I feel like because you haven't, of the you haven't looked at the making of a fifteen year old movie that was made in a Japanese studio well, to be fair i've looked into the making of much older disney movies so well, that's american well that's true <laughs> but i feel like the exaggerated features you know spike is not a normal human proportion and yeah, trying to you know i i just feel like they had to have just drawn it they just it's designed with his features and length and weird proportions, and I, I think it's just a work of master animation. I really do. I did notice that I think they they may have just done a lot of the choreography for Spike, 
because when we see him fighting, mm-hmm. they do a lot of close-ups on him and not really a lot of close-ups on anybody else. Right. Like, the well, end fight with Vincent, Yes. he's not really... You're not really seeing Vincent that much. It's, it's focused It's on mainly Spike. on Spike, which, I mean, Spike is our well, main character, yeah, let's be which fair. makes Spike's sense. Yeah, let's be fair, But you would still want to see, you know, Vincent yeah. doing a little bit of something. Because, like, when Spike, when they first fight, Spike's doing his, like, fancy footwork and everything mm-hmm. like that and we just mm-hmm. see vincent's back right so i don't think they wanted to i maybe they didn't feel the need to animate the other guys very much well i felt like they did a good job and i want to come back to talking about vincent in a little bit because we need to talk about the villain here but i i i think it just comes down to the fact that the biggest reason we watch cowboy bebop is spike yeah and he he's the character that makes the show it takes the show over the top and makes it truly interesting. And watching him fight in this movie is half the draw. It's just it's they do such a great job with it. You are rooting for Spike and you know, the fact that the camera, so to speak, is focused on him during those sequences makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. So I I, I think it's just simply that. Did you have a favorite fight scene in the movie? Yes. My favorite action sequence is the the scene on the monorail. It's the train. Yeah, I that's... love that sequence. I love everything about it. The the way that they get on the train as they're tracking this guy down and the, the way that it plays out, how everything goes down on the train, that sequence is just spectacular. I love the tension of it as this train is barreling down this track and they're just fighting with complete disregard to all of the public that's on the train as they're scrambling that, that away. That poor guy. Oh, that poor guy that gets in the just... way and just gets one in the forehead is that's that's sad. But that sequence is so impressive to me. I think it's one of the best action sequences in any movie that I've ever seen. I, I yeah. think it's just great because there's moments of of. Uh, introspection and when it slows down and there's moments of standoff and then there's moments of great crescendo and action and I love it. I think it's great. And then the way that it ends, you know, you don't really, you assume that Vincent probably dies in that scene because yeah, he's, he is holding the, a grenade yeah, the in his car. hand. And it's after that when we see him alive again that we start to learn a little bit more about him. But man, I just... I think that scene is incredible. That's the to me that's the best scene in the movie. Yeah, I, if I if I was gonna put my fighting scenes down, it would be the train scene, then the hospital scene, then mm-hmm. that last fight scene at the end when they're on the bridge. It's epic. I thought that was a little bit underwhelming. Um, I didn't find it underwhelming. Well, I, I was expecting. Well, I mean, I Spike, Spike at that point had been Cali mod in the heart and then <laughs> shot, so I guess he wasn't full fighting strength but it still it just seemed a bit too i, I, don't, I don't even know like it, it seemed a bit too not the best that these two had gone. well i i find it good because i feel like they bring it a little reality in that last scene it's kind of like daredevil are you watching that show, or have you watched that I show? I watched the first couple episodes. Okay, you need to watch the rest because it's amazing. It was Shut too, up. see that. It's no, here, hold on, hold on. I'll <laughs> tell you my problem with Daredevil right now. It's too realistic. What? 
Okay, there's that one, the the reason I stopped was, I think it's episode two or three when he goes uh-huh. to find the little boy, uh-huh. and he's beating up all the Russian guys, Yeah, and it just takes forever, and he's well, getting tired, and the Russians, exactly I don't want realism, I, I don't want realism, well, I'm okay. watching a superhero movie, I want to see superhero strength, well, I want to see Batman just beating the crap out of strength. everybody. That's not his power though, his power is you know, heightened senses. Well then he should get some brass knuckles or something, not well, go in there with his keep fists. Keep watching the show. I he, don't want to watch the show. a little better later on. No, because they bring shame or- in. The first season's an origin story, so anyway... I like Daredevil for that exact reason. I love that he's in an intense fight, and at times he gets winded. And I think that's what's great about that last fight sequence in the Cowboy Bebop movie, is these guys have been on a rough journey, and they're tired, and they're fighting tooth and nail to the very end, and it's rough. You know, even Spike Spiegel has to take a breather. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. Spike's had a rough time. Vincent really hasn't. Well, he had to recover from that explosion. He that was he put totally fine. Well, he, he's literally like, yeah, there's the explosion, and then he's that... walking to his apartment the next minute. Well, we don't know if that's the next minute that he's walking to his apartment. Well, that's what... when Faye, like, tracks him down. and I mean, I think he's had a – they indicate that he's had a rough life, even though he's basically uh, unstoppable. And, but let's let's talk about Vincent for a while. What – what is your understanding of what he is and what he can do? Like he seems to have Well, he's a, he's a super soldier. Okay. They basically turned him into right. a super soldier. They did testing on him and they made him into the super soldier, which gives him crazy grip strength. Yeah. Which allows him to grab you in the rib cage and squish your inner organs. Is well, that I mean, doing? that's kind of like a Krav Maga type, Krav Maga, whatever that Israeli right. martial art. Yeah, but I mean he's stabbing Spike. Well, with that's his that's fingers. all about pressure points, though. Okay. There could be a pressure point right here. Well, pressure points one thing, but being able to penetrate your finger through hu- live human flesh, that's a tough thing to do. So he's got. Have you tried it? Super grip strength. <laughs> I'm talking crazy grip strength he's got here, which is a neat thing to have. They just don't really explain it. In the and movie. they they may maybe they could. I'm sure there's probably a manga that go with this that gives more of a background probably. that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. But they, for all we know, they could have done like a Weapon X thing, like what they did with Wolverine. Mm-hmm. They could have upgraded his bones, so maybe right. he has you know superhuman okay. strength okay. to go with his crazy everything else that he has that could be that could be i don't know the other thing is butterflies they part of the premise is this whole nanobot thing and heck he he could have the nanomachines in him so maybe he's well he's got the vaccine right so he can't be he's impervious to the nanomachines and that's why when he releases all these things he doesn't yeah die and he gave some of his blood to, to Faye, and that's why she doesn't die. And then Electra. And Electra, and all this, you know, happens. But they also seem to indicate that he can heal himself. Yeah. Like from physical bodily injuries. So does he die at the end of this movie? And if he dies, how does he die? Because he just kind of got beat up. Well, he got shot. Yeah, Electra but, does shoot him, and it looks like he got hit in the heart. 
I thought it was more like in the shoulder. Is it in the heart that he gets well, shot? Well, the first time he, he, he gets shot multiple times, but he got shot in the shoulder oh, by, right. uh, I think Spike shoots him in the shoulder. Okay. And then... Oh, I think when she he's gets, dropping yeah, down Yeah, he shoots him, him in the shoulder. He shoots him in the shoulder, that's right. And then she gets him... Yeah, she does. She gets him square in the chest. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't she? and that's okay. kill shot right there. So I guess he can't heal himself that much. Yeah. Okay. I mean, minor stuff, like right. when Faye tries to shoot him and cuts mm. his hand with the gun. Yeah. He's kind of just licks it, and he's fine. Right, yeah. And I guess, you know, small cuts and bruises are okay. But or a hand grenade in your own hand. He could have thrown that. We don't know what happened. I guess. Maybe he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But I, I think he works as... A good enough villain in this movie. I don't think he's one of the great villains, but I think he's good enough because I think, as I said in the beginning, this movie is more about celebrating the fun things about Cowboy Bebop, yeah. I think. You've got the great music, you've got the great action, you've got the great mood setting, jazzy, noir y kinds of scenes, just the little cityscapes and vignettes that you see along the that, way. That Morocco town. Was pretty cool. Really cool. Very cool. I, I love what they do in specifically in Japanese animated films. They spend so much time developing texture and richness in their scenes, in their backgrounds, and it adds to me a, a very tangible quality to the films. I love it. And I think those scenes of Spike walking around in those ethnic quarters of the city yeah. were spectacularly done. There's that one scene where it's a bird's eye view looking through some broken wooden slats that provide shade to this alleyway marketplace and you see him walking one way and everybody else walking the other yeah. way. I think just artistic thinking like that in a in a film where they're saying, "Let's let's try this from another angle. Let's give you an, an unexpected angle." is that's magic to me i i love watching animation directors do things like that and make those choices because i think that's really smart and it makes a scene stand out and it makes a movie stand out yeah i mm, i didn't really think that a lot of the characters had that type of interaction with the world or really that much of a part other than spike I, in this movie well, Cause I Jet think Edward, doesn't, Edward does a little bit. Ed, yeah, but Jet, well, Ed goes trick-or-treating and can yeah. hack and yeah. then dives in a vase at one point. <laughs> Jet, the only thing Jet really does... Did he ever leave the ship? Yeah, he went to go, he went and watched Anime John Wayne. Oh, that's I think it was right. like, what, like Anime McClintock? Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. it looked like. Uh-huh, yeah. So he does that and speaks with the... I don't know, Galaxy Police, that's Tinchy, but mm -hmm. the police officer guy who right. I guess, I guess you know, makes sense because he used to be a cop. Mm -hmm. So I guess he was speaking with the Martian police guys. Yeah. And then Faye, Faye does a lot of stuff, but none of it really does anything for the movie. Right. It's she, really a Spike movie. It very much, I mean, the, the only thing Faye does is she gets it to rain. She does. And that's and it. It's, and then it's weird. serves to, I guess, well, no, I guess we do get a little bit of why Vincent is like this and what his major plans are because yeah. he captured her and then took a knife to her blouse, I right. guess. Right, 
Yeah, I I think you're right. I I feel like the the other characters didn't drive the movie the way that Spike did, but I I think that again it's just really a celebration of the best parts of Cowboy Bebop yeah. and Spike's the best character. The music is I don't know. Ein's pretty good. Ein's <laughs> probably the second Ein's, best character on that show. Ein's good, I guess. And I'm not a I'm not a dog guy, but uh, but it's a little it's, corgi. It's a well animated corgi dog. Yes, it's very good. <laughs> and it somehow, can, that somehow plays Shogi. Yeah, it can play that and, game. and is better than Jet. So. <laughs> so, what other thoughts do you have about this movie? I mean, it, it's good. I mean, like like I told you when we first watched this, I've seen this probably about. 20 30 times mm-hmm. but watching it like actually trying to you know watching it for fun is one thing but watching it when you're trying to review it uh-huh. is completely different like now i, I feel that i mean we had a weak villain mm-hmm. whereas i never thought i had it was he was that much of a weak villain before mm-hmm. but now that i'm thinking about it yeah. like yeah he's not not super good. <laughs> and everything that I just said about, you know, all the other characters other than Spike. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, for me, like, if, if, if this would have been two weeks ago, before we had reviewed it, I would have said it's probably one of my top favorite anime movies. Maybe, probably right behind Summer Wars. Okay. That good. But now, watching it and thinking about it, don't know if it i mean it's still probably in the top 10 Mm -hmm. but i don't know if it's that high anymore okay wow it's really really kind of sad that i've (laughs) I've lost that wonderful nostalgia too so you say you've seen this movie in the order of 30 times probably do you think there's any other animated movie you've seen that many times summer wars really yeah okay um, is that I, your favorite animated movie? Yeah, I would say uh, of of anime wise, okay. my favorite anime movie would uh-huh. probably be Summer Wars. All right. Yeah. All right. What it's about you? Choice. What about your favorite anime movie? Well, my favorite anime movie is probably a Studio Ghibli. Those don't film. count. Why not? Well, because I'm gonna throw that in with a <laughs> like a Disney esque. Oh movie. come on! Just because Disney distributes them here. Well, I mean, if we're doing that, I mean, I would put Mononoke up there now. I mean, I've seen it yeah, three times great, since I bought it. It's a great movie. But I, it's weird. Like well, I don't consider that it's that. Here, here's the thing. I know it is technically anime, right? And because it's Japanese animation, but for whatever reason, I just don't feel like those are anime. That's. I mean, weird. I feel I feel those as animated movies, but not like anime movies yeah but anime is just a term for things animated in japan it is but (laughs) and they clearly are in my heart okay my heart of hearts all right in your dark cold ghibli pixar hating heart i don't hate i we watched (laughs) mononoke and i said it was good all right and then we watched howl's yeah yeah dead space okay and we watched house um we're gonna watch some more so just strap in okay uh well if you won't let me say uh anything from ghibli let me there's a movie called metropolis uh it's an animated movie it's not the not the one from like the 20s film from the early 20th century 
Um, let me see if I can see who did it. I don't remember at the moment. But again, it's another uh, cityscape piece, kind of like Cowboy Bebop. It's farther in the future. There's a lot of robots and things like that. And it is um, apocalyptic in that there's this thing that's going to happen that, you know, kind of like the nano machines that could destroy everything. And it's another mu movie where music is a huge part of it. I actually think that it's even a bigger part of that movie than it was in Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Um, but it's a fascinating movie. It's actually on my list of things uh, for me to show to you. Okay. So, and it might be good for us to talk about that now. Uh, part of the what we want to do with this show is we want to expose each other to things that that maybe the other hasn't seen or have each other revisit things that we watched a long time ago and maybe never gave a proper chance or, or whatever. So we both have lists of things that we're going to present to each other. We're going to watch them together and then we're going to talk about them. Metropolis is near the top of my list for, okay. for this, this show. And so we'll talk about it in, in greater detail later. Uh, I'm pulling it up now on my phone. So I, I think that would be probably my top if I don't pick a Ghibli movie. But I do love Studio Ghibli, and I think My Neighbor Totoro is probably my favorite. I know that's pretty cliche, but it's fantastic. I mean, only because everybody says My Neighbor to Totoro. No, some people, say, Totoro. Some people say Spirited Away or Ponyo or Kiki's Delivery Service or Howl's. I don't know how they can. Nobody says Porco Rosso, but that's know, one of my think, favorites too. I don't too. think how they, I don't know how they can be houses. Oh, get this! It's from 2001 as well. Metropolis. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, it's fantastic. It's an hour and 53 minutes, so it's another long one. But uh, and if if you guys want to watch something similar to Cowboy Bebop, I know if you've already seen Cowboy Bebop, watch the movie. If you want to watch something a little bit similar, you can watch Space Dandy, which I think if you go on the Funimation app. You can actually watch those episodes, the whole entire – there's two seasons, so you can mm -hmm. watch that whole entire series. You can also purchase it. Um, oh, cool. Also, Samurai Shampoo. I'm sorry. Shampoo. Shampoo, yeah. Yeah. I've heard great things about that. I haven't watched that The one music before. in it is very good. Yeah? Yeah. It takes – and they always – they mix a lot of – because it's – I think it's during like the Meiji Restoration mm -hmm. type period. Okay. So it's like right after – Fuel Japan's basically ended. Okay. Um, I think uh, Tokugawa's head of the shogunate now. Mm -hmm. They take a lot of hip hop, and it mixes very well with like where they're at right now. So like in the Meiji, and then combining stuff like from the 20th century. Okay. So it's things that would not without breaking the fourth wall even. Okay. I mean sometimes you'll get something and. It'll be an anime or a cartoon, and they'll be set in a time period, and then they'll make a reference to the current world and kind of, you know, like a tongue-in-cheek reference. But these guys just completely go off the wall with it. It's really – like there's there's a guy that hip-hop raps the whole – like whenever they meet him, so it's like – Okay. It's so stupid. <laughs> it makes no sense. And they just kind of look at him like, what are you doing? Like nice. you're too – this is not where you're supposed to be right now. And that was done by the same director? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, cool. I think it's Shinjiro Watanabe. Don't quote me on that. But, oh, it's Shinji uh, Shinichiro. Oh, okay. 
I was close. You were close. I don't speak Japanese. Uh, you're better with the Japanese names than I am. I I struggle with them. But you're you've you've been more, uh, you've watched more in the nah. Japanese animated arena than I have. Very possible. I mean, not not no, not it's, very. It's, it's true. It's a hundred percent possible. It's definitely a fact. Yeah. So, all right. Awesome. Well. Now, Gavin, do you know what you're possibly wanting to talk about? Because I did this one, so you mm -hmm. get next week's episode. Okay. Do you know what you're wanting to talk about? Well, I, I've thought about several things. and No, I'm putting you since, on the spot. but Yeah, no, that's fine. Since you picked something from the anime genre, uh, I think I'm going to bring it back to the Western Hemisphere. And DuckTales. Not... DuckTales. I I did like DuckTales okay when it was on, on TV. I was a little bit old for it. I did remember liking the DuckTales movie that came out back then. I didn't know they made a movie. Oh, yeah. It's it's a pretty good adventure. Uh, they go and seek some treasure or something. I can't remember exactly, but I do remember liking it. No, not DuckTales. I think I'm going to do a movie called The Secret of Kells. Kells. Which you've probably never heard of. No. It I, is... I, I thought you were going to say The Secret of Nim. And I was like, no, oh, cool. No, no. That's a good movie, though. No, The Secret of Kells is in my top five animated movies of all time. Okay. That includes Disney, Pixar, everything. Oh, wow. It is a fantastic, stylized work of art. And I love it. And I can't wait for you to see it. Okay, cool. So I think that's what we'll do next week. Okay, sweet. So if we decide to do something different we'll we'll post about it we'll make a we'll make a post so uh tell us what you think about the show tell us what you would like to hear us talk about we would definitely be interested in requests if we get you know if everybody's requesting something that we don't have on our lists maybe it's because we don't know it and we want to discover more animated things exactly right? and if you want to follow us uh you can follow me at instagram at josh l kane and on twitter at Josh L. Kane. What about you, Gavin? Uh, I'm on Instagram as Gavin Audison Art, and Twitter is the same. And if you like Disney-related art, that's a lot of what I do. I do other things as well, but most of it's Disney. I, I spend a lot of time in the Disney parks, and I do a lot of live drawing of Disney attractions. So Excellent. Yeah. All right. So I think this was a pretty good... Pretty good I first episode. I think we did a pretty good first run. I, yeah. I think I think you guys will, if you guys have a little patience with us, we'll get better at this, and the show will probably evolve and and you know become what it will ultimately be over the first few episodes. But we're just feeling it out now, and I think this was fun. Yeah, it was fun. All right, so for the animation station, I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. See you, space cowboy. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering.